Welcome, welcome, Ubiquitous Growth Podcast. This is Michael Manns, your host. Honored to be with you here today. Honored to be with you whenever you listen. So, appreciate it. This podcast is all about getting better, growing in every facet. So, let's get into it. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Ubiquitous Growth Podcast. This is episode 26. Special episode today. Got another guest episode for you guys. I know I've been telling you guys guest episodes are coming and coming. It's just really hard to get done. But here we are. We got a second one for you guys. Really excited to do this one today. It's with another one of my close, 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 nearest and dearest friends. I'm going to introduce this guy. He's been part of my life for over 10 years. It's been a while. It's been a while. Without further ado, this is going to be my best friend, one of them, Omar Reynaga. How's it going, dude? You feeling comfortable? Dude, I'm excited to be here. Like, when you asked me, even when the, when this whole thing started, and you're like, I want to do a podcast, and I want to get on YouTube, and I want to do all this, I was like, like, and you know how like we're different a little bit. I was like, man, I wonder if he's going to ask me to come on there, because we're just so close. And I was like, that's a little weird. I bet I'd be nervous for this or that, but I mean, we're just going to have a conversation. You're here today, dude, so I appreciate you coming on the show. Um you want to tell these people how we met? Yeah, we met. Um, have you told them your backstory? Like yeah, people, fully? People know. Like fully? I mean, maybe not in depth, but they know. Okay. So f- with circumstances, unfortunate circumstances, you came to us in Moala from Idaho. And you want to give these people a reference point where Moala is? Because I feel like a lot of people won't know. They're probably not going to know. Moala is... Uh, like 25 minutes southeast of Oregon City. That's probably the best way. Give him a give him Portland, like reference to Portland. I'd probably say like then 45 minutes southeast of Portland. You know. Yeah. But I mean. So this guy grew up his whole life in Malala. Pretty much grew up my whole life. Yeah. What is what does that town mean to you, man? It means a lot, dude. Because like, you can grow up anywhere, right? But it's the people that you met there. And that's what's really important. I mean, like, I don't walk the streets and I'm not like, oh, Moala did this for me or that. But it's the people I grew up with. I grew up with you and I grew up with the guys. And and that's what's really important to me is everybody that I met there. Right on. So as far as us meeting, how did we meet? How did that come about? So again, you came to Moala. It was sophomore year. and We were in high school, man. In high school. A long time ago. And it just started off with basketball. We just started playing, and you were the shy guy, always quiet, but you were always, like, super diligent, especially, like, in basketball. You're always about defense and hard work and all this and that, and uh, I don't know. We just kept playing and just became friends, and then stupidity after stupidity just turned into brothers. Yeah, we had a lot of good times in high school with our whole crew, just everybody getting close and, you know, making, like, really good friendships, and it's one of those where... You know, everyone used to tell me that you, you're going to meet all your real friends in college and your high school friends will fade away. It's been the complete opposite for me, kind of like a lot of my friends from high school are my like closest friends today to this day. So, yeah, man, that's exactly how I feel, dude. Yeah. So you want to tell them a little bit about what you did, you know, after high school, because me and you, we kind of had separate paths after high school. Yeah. So I went to a public four year university. 
Uh, well, yeah. This guy went to community college. What do you think of that? So right after high school, I started community college at Clackamas Community College. Um, honestly, dude, I liked it there. Like those two years compared to my next two years at PSU, I thought personally were way better. I felt like the staff was, they were more invested. They're more personable. They were like real human beings. At PSU, I felt like it was this like publish or perish kind of culture. And I felt like they're more worried about them, which I mean, I guess it makes sense. You know, everybody's trying to get their stuff out, make money and whatnot. But I really like community college. Well, they're dealing with a lot more students. Yeah, that's true. Because like, I think my biggest class at CC was like 40, 40 kids, you know? Okay. Yeah. And just to give you guys perspective, CCC is like, what, 25, 20 minutes away from Malala? Yeah, yeah. So you were still like close to home? I was still close to home. For I me, I went down to Eugene, which is like two, two and a half hours, you know, depending, uh, it's like an hour 45, but just a little bit further, you know, so yeah, it wasn't like I was home for college. Yeah, you definitely had like the college experience or you had the ability to have the college experience. You kind of went a different path. Yeah. But... What do you mean by that? I don't know. You played the boyfriend role, I guess, for four years. Oh, here we go. I mean, it's nothing wrong. It's everybody's got to do what they got to do, but you just got to, you just got kind of stuck with, not stuck, but that's how, that's how it went, you know? But I guess it's good because you had that experience and you learned how to live with somebody and like go through those kind of things and I guess. All right. Well, let's give them a little bit more on that if we're going to get into that because Basically, I dated like my high school sweetheart all throughout college and was it a mistake? I could look back at it now and be like, yeah, it was. It didn't work out. But at the time, you know, that's what I did. So I can't change it. It is what it is. But I feel like he's a little bit right. Like I definitely could have enjoyed myself more in college, just been more free. The opportunities that I would have had as far as like chasing girls and all that, if that's what you want to do. I could totally could have done that down at U of O, but it didn't happen for me. Yeah. I mean, you, but it was definitely limiting because you had somebody to answer to, and it's easy to look back at a situation and be like, "That was a mistake," and just throw it. In oh yeah, definitely. Bus. And there was like so many times too where like my relationship got in the way with like my friends. You oh, know, yeah. just we're all trying to do, you know, like bro stuff, and yeah, exactly. it just doesn't happen because you know. I think we were just a little immature too, like. Yeah, like there's no there's no playbook of living with the first per- person, you know. That was your first serious serious girlfriend, you know. Yeah, that's tough. But it definitely, I think it drug on longer than it needed to. Yeah, and that's my that's my own fault. But man, I learned so much from that relationship. Yeah. I think a lot of people did. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, so yeah. it's interesting. All right, dude. I want to go back a little bit to when we were in high school. Personally, from me like i saw your work work ethic like right away like we played basketball together and this guy he still had a job he'd go to practice and he'd go like to safeway and he'd still be working and just this guy has always had a really good work ethic and i saw it initially in high school you want to talk to them a little bit about like the jobs you worked in high school and just how you like manage like i mean high school is a breeze it really is but this guy had great grades you know, still did sports, still took care of his family and like somehow worked a job and saved a bunch of money up. Like talk to them about that experience. Yeah, I, I guess for me, I attribute all all of me to my parents and just how I was raised. So like I always I always saw my parents working like when I was young 
like they weren't around as much as I would have liked them to be, but they were always working like seven days a week, 12 hours a day. And it was just like, you always see that. And especially coming from a different country, you're like, if I can at least put my time in, like I'm going to be letting them down. And that's, that would be like the worst feeling to me because they came here to this country knowing nothing just for a better life for, for my brother and I. So, uh, so yeah, like when I was younger, I, I, my uncle has a nursery and I always worked, I started working there like when I was 10, when I was young, like in the summers and on the weekends. And then I picked berries. Um, and then I got my, like my first real job when I was 15 at Safeway and then just kept that through high school and college. And what, what country did, we, did my, yeah, my, my parents are from Mexico and I was born there as well. Uh, my mom's from the state called Veracruz and my dad's from Nayarit and I was born there as well. Nayarit. So what does your culture mean to you? Because I mean, I've seen it all throughout the time that we've been friends. Like your culture is so important to you and your family and just all the values that you take from all that. Like it's fun to, to be around like as an outsider, right? Like I've gone to events, like all the different things, man. It's just been cool to be around, even though I'm not part of your guys's culture. Like you guys are just so welcoming, like food, drinks every time like it's just a good time yeah what does your culture mean to you i think i think i'm really lucky because i get to experience two cultures and it's like this like take uh take what you like leave what you don't you know and like you really have to make the best of it and so for my culture like from what i really like from it is like the language and like you said like i feel like um there's this aspect in american culture that's very like driven toward materials and I, f- I feel like it's not as prevalent, at least for in the immigrant culture, because once you come here, everything around you is different, you know, because you leave your country. And so, like, for us, it was always, like, sticking together in family, and it wasn't so much about other, like, externalities. So that's that's what I really liked. It's, like, the taking care of people and, like, loving each other, I guess, if you want to sound like a... Dude, no, I totally get what you're saying, because I've seen it, like, in your family and... Diego's family, Emmanuel's family, like these are all my friends that are, you know, Hispanic and from that culture. And they just, it's great. It's a great culture to be around. Um, I feel like some of you might have personal experiences with it and some of you may not, but um, you should always get to know people from different cultures. Like it's, it's an amazing thing to really immerse yourself in different cultures. I think you should try to do that if you have the opportunity. Yeah. And what I would also add to that, especially like right now with like the social and political climate, it's like it's easy to look at something that you don't know and be afraid of it. But at the end of the day, it's like no matter where you're from, we're all going to be human first, you know. And like that's the thing that's so crazy, because like right now, both sides of of political parties are like playing on people's fears a lot. You know, it's like you don't know them, so be scared of them. But I, I don't think that's right. I think you should really like look at other people's cultures and don't. I mean, you shouldn't, you should be more accepting. Yeah, for sure. Let's go back a little bit to our education. So you obviously went to CCC, did that, and then you went to PSU. What'd you get as far as PSU? What, what did you finish with there? Yeah. So when I went to PSU, I had like this big idea ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a lawyer. And at PSU, I graduated with uh, a BS in political science and I got a minor in law and legal studies. And so like that was like my other path. So like my path before law school and I was like, okay, I'm going to work a little bit 
after after college and then i'm gonna go to law school but then like right after uh psu i graduated and i started working for the government i worked for the department of human services and for the city of mount angel in a planning capacity and i just didn't like working for the government it just like when you're in academia you feel like you can solve the world's issues because you're you have like all these great minds around you um and you're reading all these like theories and whatnot but once you get out into the real world it's like fuck I got to make money because I got to pay for things. And it's just like everything gets bogged down. And then you're worried about how much money you're making and what clothes you have to wear to work and so on and so forth. And that just wasn't for me. I mean, I didn't like it. And some people might like working for government, but unfortunately it didn't work out. That's okay though, because I think you transitioned into something else that was like a little more tailored to you, at least at this point in your life. What are you... What did you transition to and how did that come about? Right. So after like two years of working in like that kind of field um, in the government, then we have we have a friend that he was in an apprenticeship for an electrical program. And I started talking to him about that. And he said, yeah, dude, like they make good money and you get to work with your hands. And I've always liked to work with my hands and being active. So then I, I applied to it. I got accepted. And now I'm in my third year and I really like it. So it's pretty much just you go to school one night a week and then every day you just working as an electrician. And like there's no, I mean, you're just doing electrical work just like any any other electrician would. But that's like a complete 180. Yeah. So how was that like in your head? Like when you sat down and you thought about it and you made that switch, like did you think you were a little crazy or how'd that come about? Like. Honestly, I kind of felt like my life was kind of falling apart for like a split second because it's like as a kid, you're told like go to a four year university, do this, do great things, become a scientist, become this, become that. And it's like and then at the point where I was going to apply for the program, then I just look back at everything. I'm like, that was all for nothing. But it really wasn't because for me, my education like really changed the way I thought Um I, before that, I'd never thought politically. I never thought about theories. I never thought about society or or, or, or or like culture really that much. But I guess when you're in academia and like you, you really reflect on what you're learning, it really helps you more. Um, it really helps you how to navigate the world instead of just being like, I'm going to get this piece of paper and then I'm going to get this money, you know, afterwards. Yeah. And that's how it affected me. And now I guess this trade is more of like just securing my financial stability, you know? Okay. Yeah. Even for me, like in college, a lot of the stuff that I learned from books and just in my classes, like different, different things in college, like they don't really stick with me. It's more about the lessons that I learned, the people that I was around, like how to navigate the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, you can get that from various sources these days. There's books, there's, there's the internet, which is just such a powerful tool as far as soaking up knowledge really there's so many different places on the internet you can find information um yeah like we're doing a podcast right now if people listen to this maybe they'll get an insight on you know our life and how we lived it and they might change something because of it exactly who knows but i just think it's crazy the world is filled with so much information i don't think necessarily you need to go to college to do what you want to do in life. I think if you have, if you want to go to college, I think you should have a set thing that you're into and a real plan because for me, I never did. And I, I don't feel like college was a waste, but I just feel like if 
you don't have a real thing that you're set on, I don't think it's really necessary. Yeah. Especially, especially being so expensive, you know, and just, I mean, at your, at, at 18, are you really going to get, are you, do you really know enough <laughs> to get into debt with something that's going to follow you sometimes for the rest of your life, you know? Like, that's as far debilitating. As, as far as men, like our prefrontal cortex doesn't develop till we're 25. So how are we supposed to make that decision? Yeah, Setting your life up, literally your life. I mean, yes, there are like statistics that say, you know, if you have your college degree, you 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 earn higher or whatever. But like, I don't know. The world is crazy. There's so many opportunities in different areas. Like there's trade schools. You can go travel abroad and study abroad and do all kinds of things like there's just so many different things so many opportunities in the world i don't think you need to i don't know it's just a tough thing to throw all your chips in when you're 18 years old yeah i mean it's a real tough situation but then again i mean it goes back to the like our education system what did our teachers tell us in high school you know nobody talked about uh vocational or trades or nothing like that like everybody was like Hey, get the grades so you can go to a four year. And even me, like when I was gonna telling them like, Hey, I wanna stay home, I wanna go to CEC, like our counselor she kept pushing me because I had really good grades and she's like, Yeah, that narrative didn't fly with them. They're like, This isn't gonna happen. You need to you have great grades, you need to go to a university. Yeah. They're like, You have great grades, tell your story, you're gonna you're you're gonna get in, they're gonna give you money and I was like, No, I wanna stay home with my parents and this and that and then I just didn't talk to her for like two weeks straight and then she was like okay finally if you want to go here i hope you get in and all this and that so yeah it's just real tough yeah it's tough for kids it's tough dude but look i'm 25 you're what 26 now 26 old man man like if you had to do it all over again would you change anything I don't know. That's a tough question, you know, because like if you change something, you don't know what's going to be left now, you know, yeah. like if you go back and change something, would we still be friends? I would hope so because I love you and I love the guys, but you don't know. I mean, I de- for me, I thought college was really important because it's like it was this big thing in college for me. My junior year, I like really started reading. Obviously, I knew how to read when I was younger and in, in high school, but like I really started reading and it just turn into this thing where I didn't want to stop. I always wanted a book in my hands. So I I felt like that really did change me and gave me another perspective, like another layer of perspective. So that was really great. I don't know if I would have came into that, you know, if if I would have gone straight into the trade. Bro, I still think you should write. Uh, This guy's very talented writer. I think it's just... uh, I think he gets in his own head and he's he's a little afraid to make that leap. But man, this guy, I've read some of his his writing it's top notch i think it yeah i mean if if i had at least the drive that you do to do this i think i think i could do it but dude what's stopping you i guess maybe it's like it's like you said you just get in your head you know you don't think you're good enough you don't think this you don't think that you're afraid of what other people are gonna think i'm afraid of what i'm gonna think honestly because like because like you know me i'm not like really into like what people think of me and mm-hmm. it's like I compare myself to what I read, and it's just like, man, I don't know if that sounds like, like, like it's just prolific. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know, but maybe I'll keep going. I mean, we're st- we're still actually really young, you know. We could do so many more things. In retrospect, yes. Yeah. I mean, my grandma is turning eighty-four. Eighty-four. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, man. Let's uh let's switch gears a little bit. I want to ask you a few questions. So, three of your biggest influences as people can be anyone in any space. Right. 
Can you name three? I think I can name three. I don't know if they're the actual three of biggest, but the ones that I can think of. I'm one and two, of course, to my mom and my dad. They just gave me everything. They continue to give me everything. I just, I just see that without them, I wouldn't think the way I think. I wouldn't act the way I act. And I'm just so grateful for them in every single layer of my life. Um, and another one, I don't know if you can be like influenced by somebody you don't even know, but there's this guy, he's an author and I really like him and I've read every single thing he's ever read. And I just think that it's just not only so entertaining, but it's so introspective and clever. And he just talks about life and everything that he writes. Who is that? His name is Roberto Bolaño and it's, and, and it's fiction, but like he creates his own world. And once you start reading it, you're trapped in it and you can't ever leave <laughs> so you're still there bro i'm still there that's why it's such a massive can you influence. can you say it one more time for the people so they can google it or whatever the guy's name yeah roberto bolaño okay i can't even say that <laughs> but right on what's his like best work uh his best work right before he died uh he died at 50 and right after when did he, when did he pass away uh i think it was 2001 i think if i'm okay. if i remember correctly Right after he passed away, they put out this. They put out his book, and it's like a th- It's like a thousand pages long, and it's just like crazy. It has five parts. It's about. Um, it's about a, a lot of the murders in, Mex- in Mexico in a border town called Juarez, which was a really big thing uh, back in like the mid two thousands, and like even before that. But I don't know. It, it's just like you have to read it, and it's so like off the wall and like nothing you've you've ever experienced before. I guess I'm I guess I'm a nerd for fiction so that of course I would say that. It's okay man. We all have these things that we we care about and we love. Like yeah. we're all our own like person, yeah. you know? So we all have these different little quirks about us that that makes us us. Yeah. So but I think it's good to take away like what other people like, what they're inspired by and see if that inspires us too. Exactly. Yeah. Expand ourselves. For sure. Try new things for sure. All right, dude. Let's uh, let's talk about just like some memories that we have together. Like, it can be just me and you, or us and the dudes, or whatever. Is there anything that comes to mind right off the bat? I mean, I don't know how dumb you want to look to your audience right now. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Fire away. No, I really like the experience when we went down to. I mean, I guess you were there, but it was because of you that we were there when we went to the Rose Bowl, and like you weren't with us the whole time, but like. Thanks to you and you being on the team, we got to go and like see the game, and then we experienced the Rose Bowl the night before. They did this crazy thing where like the parade and all yeah, that. Yeah, the parade, and then this the night before the parade, people were just on the streets like throwing food at cars. And I don't know what the thing was about that. I don't know if any of your listeners know the backstory, but that would be really cool to, to know about. Yeah, that was yeah. a long drive for you guys. Yeah, too. That huh? was a long drive from yeah. Portland down to LA. Down to LA. How many hours? I think it was like seventeen or fifteen. I think yeah. it was more than that, bro. And maybe I don't dude, know. I that's don't, a long trip. I would say, but I'll, I would say my favorite trip with you, of course, dude. And, and I know it's yours too. Is the New York trip? Oh yeah, couple what? That's almost two years. ago. Two years now. ago, yeah. We went with our other friend Diego and some friends, and it was only for what three three days, or three days in New York City. We'd all never been. Yeah, it's just so different. That the East Coast is just so much different. At least New York City was so different to like what we have here, you know. Dude, it was the best trip I've been on, I think. Like, just so much to soak in, so much to see. Um, obviously, I want to go back because you just couldn't do everything in three days no in New way. York City. Yeah, of course not. But just the different people, 
just the variety of people yeah. in that city. It's the, the languages you heard while walking around, you know, dude, it's, it's a really special place. If you haven't been there, I would recommend going there. And of course, I mean, we were with amazing fucking company our best friends dude and it's yeah. just like non-stop laughter non-stop stupidities it was just it was so much fun yeah I'd, i i would hope that for everybody really mm -hmm. for sure i mean we've done some fun trips though as as friends like even last year we went to coachella yeah coachella. and that was a first for all of us like we'd never been to that music festival and i mean it was fun like i enjoyed that time for sure definitely excessive it's definitely excessive I think we're going this 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 year too. I mean, I think happen? I think most of you guys buy your tickets. I'm just the only one that's like I don't know. It's just kind of scary, just because of how much consumption of alcohol there was last time. But I don't know. Hey man, that's that's you, man. <laughs> you and Diego, <laughs> that's bro. That's us, dude. Don't even play. <laughs> oh man, it's a good time though, and like just seeing all those different artists there, and like a lot of them are just on the come up, you know. So. Yeah. I like being able to support like people trying to make it. Yeah. I think I thought that was cool. And I discovered a lot of new artists that I had no clue about. And now I listen to them regularly on my phone. Yeah. I'm still salty. Uh, Casey Musgroves didn't play the golden hour, bro. That is just such a soft spot, dude. Yeah. 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 That sucked. <laughs> That's our, like, that was what we were looking forward to. We were the waiting most. for the whole time. And then it was over. And like, like we're not like, I mean, I'm not a big Casey Musgrove fan. You're not a big country fan. I'm not either. a big country fan. Either. I mean, I like country, but yeah, like we were like so hyped <laughs> that she was going to do this song and she didn't play it, but yeah. it is what it is. I think music though, like in general has been a big thing that we've like we've connected, connected on as friends. On, yeah. Yeah, especially like when we were in high school and right out of high school, like we were listening to mixtapes like Logic, like that was yeah, a big J. one. Cole, J. Like, Cole, Kendrick, like Joey Bad, and we followed like Drake all the way from you know from the bottom, from the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool though. And I mean, another trip that I remember with this guy, we went to Seattle for a Chance the Rapper concert. Like oh, before, yeah. Chance was Chance the Rapper, really. Yeah. Like it was his acid rap tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a long time ago, bro. A long time ago. It was great, though. That was, like, the best concert I think I've ever been to. That was so much fun, dude. It was so hot in there. <laughs> yeah. I man. was drenched, like, from head to toe. It was nuts. It so was awesome. Fun. I mean, but when we saw him in San Francisco, it was pretty good, too. We did. We went to San Fran. That yeah. was a fun trip. That was a fun trip, yeah, yeah. That was when he was a little more famous, though. Yeah, it was when he got a little bigger. The venue was a little bit bigger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. We stayed in that hostel. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not even sure what what dude. That was like there. straight out of a horror movie, man. <laughs> like we went to this hostel and it was all foggy, like you know, a typical San Fran, but just like it was outside of the city. Yeah, and I thought legit we were gonna die that night, dude. It was like these like creaky bed, like small twin <laughs> beds for a person. There's like thirty in the, the showers and stuff. Like, yeah, dude. So you get me trying to cheap out like that? I guess so, but I mean, we saved a lot of money. Yeah. All right, dude. What's what's something you failed at? Do you have anything that you know that you failed at so far in life, or you've just succeeded everywhere? No. <laughs> I like I like I think people maybe some people would like to say that they haven't, but everybody has, and I failed too. And I think um, I think what gets me a lot because I try to be a good person and stuff, but I I I don't know. I know this is one of you, one of the things maybe you want to talk about before, but I'm just going to talk about it now. Go ahead. So when so I did uh, psilocybin 
which is magic mushrooms about three months ago right and then before that we even had a lot of conversations and we kind of just like wondered like what the fuck are we doing like what is life you know why are we in this point and why aren't we at this other point and i know you're in a relationship now and like you feel maybe like you're on a path or maybe a little more complete and this and that and but i still didn't have that but after that experience that psychedelic experience i kind of washed away my ego and like before i would say that like i failed myself a lot because i always felt like maybe like i wasn't good enough or i wasn't doing enough or like this or that but like now it's like i don't necessarily think that i've been failing it's just been like a learning experience or maybe i look back at it and be like I'm trying to better myself, you know? It's yeah. like the changing of perspective. And so I definitely have failed myself, I feel like, a lot, but I definitely feel like I've failed people. Sometimes I think when I do most of my stupidities that I do in life is when I have alcohol in me. And then I may say something just because I'm sarcastic a lot of times, or I may do something and somebody's like, hey, dude, what the fuck are you doing? But I think for the most part, I apologize or I try to, I, I, I try to right my wrong, so... But fail that, fail that, you know that I'm not really big into like materials or things. So I'm, so I don't think of myself like I don't have a million bucks. I failed like money to me is not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, just have enough and like a car, like I don't even have a car right now. My, <laughs> my car's crashed. <laughs> so lady T-boned me. And he's still too like frugal to go get a brand new car when he, he totally could. But yeah, but I don't know. It's just things like that. It's more about like. When I fail other people in the relationships and when I let the people that I love in my life down, that's when I feel the, the worst about myself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, got another question here. Hopefully you have a better answer than Tyler Garza. All right. Let's see what it is. <laughs> no, no, no shade, Tyler. Just I don't think you really put any thought into this question. What's your favorite word? Oh, man. I would have to say... That in English words are very. So if 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 words in English were a shape, they would be a shape with the most corners on them because I feel like they're very. I feel like they're very tough. Like they hurt compared to Spanish. I feel like Spanish is so smooth and so sensual and so this and so that and. I feel like it, uh, it would be a Spanish word. Maybe I could even say every Spanish word compared to an English word. Okay. But Do you have a particular Spanish word that you can tell these people? I don't know. There's just like... That's appropriate. <laughs> uh, there's there's one that I really like that like makes me feel at home because like a lot of people were, were from the state that we're from, they say it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the equivalent to dude. Is It's, uh, it's uh, vale. And and my dad says it all the time. Like my, that's what my dad calls me. He's called my brother. So it makes me feel like more at home when I hear somebody say that. When I hear somebody say that, I like my head pops up and I'm like, say it three times in the mic. Vale, vale, vale. Okay. (laughs) There we go. All right, man. All right. Another thing. I think you could get pretty in depth on this question. Maybe we'll see. Or you might be scared. Let's see it. You might be scared for this one. It's tough for me to get scared. What's your life look like 20 to 30 years from now? At this moment, what do you think your life is going to look like 20 so or 30 20 years? So 20 to 30 right? years, huh? So I'd either be 46 to 56. Damn. I mean, I would say for sure I'll probably bald. That's like number <laughs> one. Because <laughs> all my uncles 
and my dad, they're all balding. So I'd probably be bald. Well, you got a good set <laughs> of hair on you right now. I mean, it looks all right right now, but... This guy's got a killer beard, too. Life comes quick, though, dude. It does. But, but like, honestly, what I would want to see myself with is I would want to see myself with the family. And, like, with, with the family and, like... I don't know with the whole electrical program it's like it or with the whole electrical trade it's kind of easy to start your own business you know because like for example if you want to start a restaurant you have to know how to do like everything you know customer service and the cooking and so on and so forth and like they're all specialized kind of little things but in electrical it's like you just know how to do the work and you show up to somebody's house and you just do it so yeah. i feel like i could i could start an electrical company even if it's not huge just enough for myself and, and like family and so that would be my my two main goals like haven't have like a secured financial plan even if it's not a business just like work in a better position for a company mm-hmm. or um and of course have a family because it's just that's what i've seen and i know a lot of people could be like oh i don't want to have kids or i don't want to have that and i respect their opinions but at the end of the day like my family right now is like made me who i am so i want to like experience that you know full blown yeah and i know like we're kind of in the same boat with that whole thing yeah for sure um you know, your family, you talk about that all the time and you go back to it. And I know that you have plans and hopes for that in the future. Are you doing anything right now to like set that up? <laughs> How to slyly ask that if I had a girl or something like that. Dude. <laughs> uh, I would say it doesn't have to just do with it. Like, yeah. do you have a girl? But like, are you making, you know, financial plans? Are you making like, are you making decisions to set up your family. Yeah. Your I mean, future one. I would say that like, I've always been really good at saving money and being frugal. He's probably the best person I know with that. Like, no joke. <laughs> so I would say like, like we're not going to put a number on how much money this guy has saved, but it's a lot. It's a few pennies. And but... he's, he's great at it. So honestly, this guy's amazing. <laughs> but anyways, I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> Go ahead. But, I don't know. For me, it's like I'm saving up money now. And to me, the next step, because I've helped my parents pay off their house and like all their cars and stuff like that. And like we don't have any debt, thankfully. Um, But the next step for me is like buying a home so I can raise a family in, you know, and like whether like I'm I, I don't have anything serious right now, but like I do go out and stuff like life's really busy. You know, it's tough to meet somebody. But when the time does happen, I just want to be prepared. I want to be the best human being I, I can be, like, emotionally with my actions and, like, how to treat other people. And at the same time, I want to have the whole financial aspect, you know, tied down. And yeah. that's not going to be perfect, but I just want to have, like, a good start at it. So one sure. thing that I heard on another podcast is, you know, you don't want to be 50% looking for another 50%. You want to be 100%, right, right, right. you know, and getting another 100%. Yeah, because that's gonna separate you. Like when you come together, right? You're gonna be 200. Yeah. Instead of 100, right? I mean, obviously life isn't that like cookie cutter. Like it's not just gonna happen that way. But we want to strive to be the best person or the best version of ourselves when we get into a relationship with the right person. Yeah. So. Yeah. I feel like the best, maybe the best way. I don't know, but is to really reflect on yourself and and reflect on like past relationships and like really come like really be truthful and be like hey how did i mess that up what could i have done better and just like be better moving forward you know yeah because a lot of people don't want to admit their mistakes and it's just like everybody has insecurities everybody has things we're not good at but it's just you you got to overcome that for sure dude i totally respect what you're saying there 
All right, dude. I'm going to say two words and I just want you to talk about it because I think me saying these two words, there's so much that comes to mind, even though it's just a little thing in our lives, but I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, let's see it. Table rock. It's just table rock. I think table rock kind of like for me embodies this metaphor of life. You know, it's like you start at the bottom and you just work your way up to like the pinnacle and up there you just you lay down there or with us it was like with the guys and you just stared at at the stars and just realized how small you really are and yeah. just you like overcame this thing because like i mean i guess it depends on how like physically active you are and whatnot but it's like it can be a tough hike you know yeah so it's a it's a hike yeah. it, kind of near our hometown yeah it's kind of near it's hometown. not like people know about it but it's not super like known about yeah but it's just this this beautiful thing that yeah. we we all have done as friends like many a times and it's a tough challenging yeah. hike it's like I, th- I think it's like four miles it's like a four mile hike and it's there's rugged some, though yeah and there's some pretty uphill parts but once you get to the top it's like i made it yeah and like the whole way up you're like are we fucking there yet like <laughs> what is going on has this gotten longer but since last the time? view at the top like seeing the stars like you can literally see you can see portland from there you can see so many stars and just like what he said like we're so insignificant yeah in the grand scheme of things we are a speck especially like within time like yeah. dude we're gonna live what hopefully 100 100 years hopefully. around there but like it's so small on the, the grand scheme of all things that have happened in our in our world. Yeah. And and it's good because like once you get up there and you see like the beauty and you just take it in and you're just in awe, you're like it, it can really shake your perspective and be like, what does everything else mean, you know? Like what does all this like go, go, go in life or this materialism in life mean, you know? And it's yeah. like it really life is really about just the people that are around you, about those that you love and those that love you back. Yeah, I think you've been saying that for a long time to yeah. all of us, man, and in different ways. Yeah. But you've really just you've been about that, and I think that's great because it always reminds us like what's important, and that's gonna be us exactly. and our families and the people that are gonna be around us. You know. Yeah, I totally agree. But closing things up, I just want to ask you like just about your mindset like has it changed as you've gotten older like where's your mindset at right now yeah i think right now i'm just really i don't know i, I don't know how to, i don't know how you would describe your mindset right now but i would be like improving or trying to get better you know that's that's so really exactly it. what this podcast is about <laughs> exactly growth heck yeah dude yeah that's what i would say awesome yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on. It's been a pleasure, and it was not as nerve-wracking as I thought because we just sat here talking with a friend. Yeah, man. I mean, like I said, like I'm trying to get a lot of guests on the podcast and just you know, kind of grow the podcast itself because you know, me talking, it's great, and I can say anything that I want to say, but I think having other people come on and just talk about their life and their experiences, like I think a lot of people can get information out of that that they can take away and that's kind of what i want to do with the podcast and it's fun it's fun having people come on and like obviously starting out with like you know close friends and some of the closest people in my life but 
it doesn't have to be limited to that. Like I can, I can take this wherever I want to take it. And the cool part is, is like, I'm doing it. And for the longest time, you did talk about it for a long time. I just talked, man. And like, now that I'm doing it, it's just, you know, if you've listened to any of my other episodes, you can tell that like, I'm grateful to be doing this and I'm excited and it's just been a learning experience. And I really want to challenge whoever's listening. If you are listening to just go for it, like whatever it is that you're holding back, just try to go for it because it's amazing what you can get back in the process of just going for it. Like, I know you're scared. There's so many things that we think about as people, like what other people are going to think or what we're going to think about ourselves. Like if it's good enough or whatever, but just if I could get you to take away one thing, go for it. You know? And I think this guy would agree. I would definitely, I'm really proud of you, dude. And I just, I want to say that I'm really proud of you for doing this, for doing the YouTube thing. You talked about it for a long, long time. And I just see it like as as another positive thing for you in your life. And I'm super happy and I hope it goes wherever you want to take it. Yeah, dude. And it's right back at you. I'm so proud of this guy and everything he's done and taught me. Like he's taught me so much. He doesn't even know it. Like he knows, but like so much, he's given me so much inspiration, just the way he is with his family, the way he makes decisions, like, and the way he talks about life and the way he wants to get better. And that's why I think he's one of my closest friends. So it's been an honor, bro. I love you, bro. Love you too. All right, guys, this is going to wrap up the Ubiquitous Growth Podcast, episode 26, featuring Omar Reynaga. Really appreciate you coming on, bro. It's been great. I think this was a great episode. I really do. I do too. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, bro. Appreciate it. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, keep listening. Um, If you could give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, it'd be great for the growth of the podcast. Like I've said on every episode, I feel blessed to continue doing this podcast, learning, getting better. You guys can follow me on Instagram at mansmm. You can DM me, chat about life, whatever's going on. I can try to help you, whatever. I'm open to that. Um, Omar does not have like any social media. Otherwise, I would link him down below. But if you really want to get in touch with the guy, you can talk to me and I'll get you hooked up with him. Okay? Perfect. All right, guys. That's going to wrap up the podcast for today. Appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Until next time, catch you guys later.